Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mino Lion Media presents Business First. Hi, all, and welcome to a new episode of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And today in studio, we have an amazing entrepreneur named Tawanda Story. Tawanda, welcome. Thank you, Sonia. I really appreciate that. And Tawana is the owner of a company in an industry that is trending right now. And her company is called Elderly Care Concepts. Um, and, and what you do is in the name pretty much is taking care of, of the elderly. But what's there are a lot of things that are going to be important for our audience to know and in this conversation. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about is that um, elder care is a trending business um, currently because the fastest growing demographic in our population so far are people over the age of 90. Um, we are living longer. Our, our children are living longer. Um, parents are living longer. And so um, was that, what was the inspiration for you actually starting this business? I think the, one of the inspirations for me, uh, Sonia, was being able to care for my own father um, before he passed away. And so in caring for him, I saw the challenges that we were facing as a community, as a world. And like you stated, a lot of our, our parents are living longer. And I saw the challenges that were coming, that were ahead of us. And I, I thought this can't be, you know, the end for them. It has to be better than this. They've, they've worked so hard. They deserve so much better than this. And so that was one of the things that catapulted me into the business of elderly care concepts. And, you know, one of the reasons that I, I mentioned that, you know, the children are living longer as well is because if a parent is living to 95 and plus, then the caregiver, that person may be in their 70s or in their late 60s and may be heading in the same direction where, where that person is also going to require care. One of the things you are very active on social media, particularly TikTok, and you, what's great about your TikTok is that you offer a lot of information. Um, what kind of feedback do you, have you been getting in terms of, cause you've been putting out like the Medicare versus Medicaid and talking a lot about dementia and talking a lot about caregiver care. And so what has been some of the feedback? Because it is, um, you know, my dad passed um, six years ago and yeah, I watched the toll that it took on my mom as well, right? Um, being close in age. And so, you know, getting the right support, um, but not, or, or not knowing where to go. Um, she was fortunate that she had children that were also engaged, but just curious to know the type of feedback that you're getting, because there is so much involved in taking care of an elderly parent or person. The feedback um, from social media in particular, um, TikTok has been amazing. I posted a couple of videos one night, just educational, informative type videos um, and woke up the next morning to 
tons of inboxes and messages and comments from people saying, hey, my mom has this or my dad is dealing with this right now. Or I'm so glad I found your page and your channel because everything that you said last night is what me and my siblings are going through at this point. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm onto something with this. I need to use this platform and be able to educate for free from a place where people are TikTok is a booming social media platform. And, you know, believe it or not, a lot of education is going on on TikTok. And so I chose to use that platform and, and the response has been overwhelming. I mean, we I jumped to almost 6,000 followers in just a couple of months. And, and every day there's interaction from the page of people just saying, you know, thank you. Or, and what about this? And how do I reach out to you? And where are you located? Lots of comments about, I wish what the services that you were providing, I wish that they were here in my state. So talk to us a little bit about your services and what you offer. Absolutely. So Elderly Care Concepts is the parent company. Right. And Elderly and that's, Concepts... I'm sorry, I was going to say, that's also the name, Elderly Care Concepts is also the name of your TikTok handle for yes. those who should who should go on and, and listen to all of the information that you're offering. But I'm sorry, continue, please. So Elderly Care Concepts is the parent company. And what Elderly Con- Care Concepts does is provides this umbrella. And under that umbrella are all of these services that I'm able to provide for the elderly and their families. And so the elderly care concepts component is actually a consulting business. Um, As an administrator in the long-term care world and as a nurse in geriatrics, every day I had the opportunity to see the lack of care, the lack of compassion. And I saw families, I would meet with families every day that had no idea, you know, mom had a stroke last night. We don't know what to do from here. Where do we go? And they're talking about sending her from the hospital. We don't know about rehab. Where's the best place to take her? What do we do? And so Elderly Care Concepts was birthed from me witnessing all of these families being lost and not able to navigate the healthcare system. And so on that side is the the healthcare consulting piece where I take a family by the hand and say, okay, here's where we are and this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to, um, this is what I propose. This is how we're going to get you to the next level. And this is the, the care that your mom or father needs right now. And so that, that, that's that consulting piece. I have um, those baby boomer uh, children who are in New York in Washington, D.C., but their families are in St. Louis. And they're like, look, can you get to my mom? It doesn't matter what the cost is. I need somebody to lay eyes on my mom and make sure she's okay. Can you go to the hospital in our absence and make sure she's good? And so that consulting piece is the piece that's navigating and help, helping families navigate through the healthcare system and choosing the best healthcare company or home health, or do we need respite or do we need hospice? All of this is new. So that's the educational piece of what Elderly Care Concepts does. The other side of that is the Faith House, which is a respite care home. The respite care home, um, respite care is not new. The fact that we're using it more is new to our community. And so what the Faith House is, it's just that. It's a, a loving home, a loving environment where seniors can come, their families can feel um, perfectly safe with knowing that I need to travel for work or, hey, I have COVID. I need somebody to take care of my mom. I don't want to put her in a nursing home. Nursing homes have been the place that we look to for respite care. And respite care is simply a break. The family or the caregiver is saying, 
I need a break. You know, my mom has the type of Alzheimer's or dementia that she paces and she's up 24 seven and I need help. I need a break before I break. And that's what respite care is. It gives families and caregivers the opportunity to step away, take a break, gather themselves, focus on their self-care and still know that their loved ones is being taken care of properly. So that's the, the what the Faith House offers to families in our area is an outlet and a place to know that their loved ones are safe and they come to us and they can stay a day, a weekend, a week, a month, whatever it takes to make sure that that family has an, another option outside of the nursing home placement. So the, the Faith House is um, phenomenal. And as you say, the, for in our community, it was always the nursing home, which is a reluctant place for many of us to um, to send our loved ones. Um, sometimes because of the um, the financial burden of it, sometimes it's the the reputation of particular nursing homes and what goes on there. Um, what was it that was was this something that you had seen in other communities, or was this something that you knew existed? that should exist for us as well. Um, why did you create, what was the inspiration for creating Faith House? So as a nursing home administrator, my job was to oversee daily care in nursing homes. And in these homes, I'm the administrator, but I'm seeing care or the lack of care being provided. I'm seeing families come and drop their loved ones off for a week for that respite care. And I'm thinking to myself, I know they're not going to receive the best care. I know that the staff is not going to take the time and get to know them and know what it is that they like and what they do. And, you know, those little things that make people feel comfortable. And, it's, mm. you know, we're expecting you. We were expecting you here. And that was one of the things that made me say it has to be better than this. There has to be a better way to provide care to our seniors. And for those families that want to keep their loved ones at home, I, I applaud them and they should be applauded, but they need a break. Right. And so that's what I think made me really, really push the faith house. I lived in Georgia uh, for a little bit and in the southern states, personal care homes and respite care, it's booming. It's a business that they've grasped and said, this is a need and we're not going to let our loved ones just, you know, wither away in nursing homes. Wow. So you, you talk about, you obviously have a, a medical background. Tell us a little bit about your journey in terms of, was entrepreneurship always a goal for you or was it really to do work in, in the medical field? Was it to become a nurse? Was it to, or were both um, concerns or interests of yours? For me, I think it was a little bit of both. I've always wanted to be a nurse from the time I was a little girl. As life would have it, I was put in situations at 12. I had an aunt that had cancer and my mom was caring for her. And so my mom said, you're in the rotation because I got to go to work. So you need to sit with your auntie for a couple of hours and call me if you need me. And then as life would have it, have it uh, a year and a year later, my mom had cancer. So then yeah. I was involved as the oldest daughter at 13, 14 at that time in her, her cancer journey. And so my mom passed when I was 15 and I was thrust into um, caring for my little sister with, along with my father, who was amazing. And then my dad got developed prostate cancer when I was in the middle of nursing school. So I stopped my nursing journey, took care of dad. And then when everything was fine, I got back into nursing. My first job out of nursing school was in a nursing home. And I remember saying, oh, I hate this place. I don't like the way it smells. I don't like the way they got these people looking. I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And as I kept going back, it was if God was showing me that I have you here for a reason. I need you to see this. 
I need you to see this up close and personal. And the more you dislike it, the harder you're going to work to change things. And so in my disgust, I became an advocate for seniors. And that's what threw me into this. So I've always been um, a little bit of a rebel when it comes to advocating and, and nursing. And when I found out that it was older people that I love, I, I went hard for them. And I, I decided I'm going back to school. I'm going to get this master's degree and I'm going to get this, this extra ammunition that I need to care for them. And even when I got the master's degree, I said, you know what? I'm going to stay in the geriatric setting, but I'm going to go get this nursing home administrator's license. So then now I know I have the ammunition to run these buildings and try to be a change for the people who don't have a respite option or, you know, they don't have families that can pull them out and oversee their care. So for me, it's always been twofold. Definitely an entrepreneur at heart. But now I get to be an entrepreneur and do what I love, which is taking care of the elderly. Um, you know, the, the medical system is an overwhelming system for um, for people who are educated, for people who have money and um, and who can afford um, the best care. And I think Serena Williams was a great example of all that she went through, you know, with her her medical issues um, for seniors, for people in our communities. It is one of the hardest um, systems, honestly, for us to navigate. And so what you're doing is is tremendous. Um, what have you learned along the way? Like, have there been some, so you are, I mean, you knew that there were challenges. Now that you have created your own business and you're able to offer all of this um, important support, what have been some of the, the aha moments or some of the learnings that, that you've experienced in this journey? I think one of the greatest aha moments was, you know, they they use this term, if you build it, they'll come. And so when I started talking about disparity in healthcare for seniors, you know, people were like, all you do is talk about old people. Why do you just talk about old people until it became their turn? So when the phone call started shifting to people my age calling me saying, hey, you got a minute. I really need some advice. I really need to talk um, to you. My mom just fell and broke her hip or my dad, my dad just walked out of the house and we can't find him. He's missing. What do we do? So a lot of the aha moment for my first aha moment was this. I'm on the right track. This is this is needed. This is definitely a need because the calls started coming and they keep coming. The referrals keep coming and it's constantly the same type of thing, you know, the help is needed. We don't know where to start. We need help. We didn't expect this to happen so soon. Uh, my mom is only 55. How does she have dementia? So the aha moment, my first aha moment, I would say, um, was the one that said, you're on to something. This is definitely a need and it's getting worse. So I think that's one of the, the the biggest aha moments for me. And you, you know, the folks listening won't really understand until they go to your page and, and listen to some of your TikTok messages and, and information. But you're almost like a concierge service, like the level of information and um, uh, instruction that you provide. I mean, everything from medication. I watched another video where you talked about alcohol-induced dementia that is different from um, what people might think of as general dementia. And so what drives you, and you may have already explained this because your passion is, is very evident in, in this area, to, to, to give that level of, I mean, you know, I think about like, you know, when I've taken, you know, my parents for, uh, 
for anything, right? It's very cut and dry. Like, this is what you have. This is the medications you're going to take. This is how long you should take it. Or this is where we need to put you. There's never really a discussion about like, well, here are your options or, you know, here are some things that you should consider. Like most people then have to go and do a lot of their own research. And you provide so much information that, yeah, you make that process very much, much easier for anyone who's already either struggling, anxious, fearful, like all of those emotions that you feel when you're, you know, in this caregiving situation, like what really drives you to be that person? I think the biggest drive for me is that um, how I was raised to be able to care for my father was a blessing and a reward. And, And he had a massive stroke and I cared for him for five years. And I was determined that he would never go into a nursing home. And while that was challenging for me, I was still able to find the reward in that. And so one of the things that I think drive me is that I know for a fact that our seniors deserve so much better. They deserve quality care. And I know that, like that's instilled in me. I I live it, I breathe it, I see it. And that's what keeps me going. And, And when families, you know, long after the person that I'm caring for has passed away or the problem has been resolved, in whatever manner, the fact that that family still reaches out and say, you know, we still thank you. We're we're so grateful for your help. Thank you for showing us this or teaching us this. That's huge for me. And so that, Mm. that drives my passion as well. Do you think that this is something that you will franchise because it is desperately needed? I mean, and and so we might've mentioned it at the, at the top of the show, but you are in um, St. Louis. Correct. Yeah, you're in St. Yes, St. Louis, Missouri, and honestly, you you hit the nail on the head. This is definitely something that I'm really, really seeking to franchise because it's an innovative thought process to bring our seniors out of nursing facilities where they're not cared for properly, and just taking these homes. And I love the fact of the idea that we've taken a home and just made it home. We've brought them to a place where they can call this home again. You know, they're not wondering if they're going to get fed or if they're going to get their medications or do you get a bath tonight? They're not seeing 12 nurses, you know, in three days. They get the same loving, compassionate care from the same staff. So that continuity of care is there. And so to be able to franchise this and put these homes in different communities, we're we're hitting a lot of targets. And so we're able to hire those CNAs or those aspiring nursing students that want to work um, along with the geriatric population or are they seeking, you know, is this something that I really want to do? This is a perfect way to learn and pick up skills. We also look to um, seniors who are semi-retired, but still love to work a little bit. They're perfect for these home-like settings because they don't want to be bothered with the institution of working in a nursing home. And so this franchise idea is it's innovative, but it's, it's certainly a need, definitely. So that's one of my biggest goals. I'm already looking for property for the, the second faith house and to see how we can get this up and running by next year. Oh, great. And uh, we didn't talk about when did you start this business? 2021 is when the Faith House opened. November 2021 is when we opened the Faith House. Wow. Okay. And what would you like to see the impact of 
um, what you're doing on the industry in terms of geriatric care overall? Like, what would you like to see um, your business be able to um, influence and change? I want to see the Faith House restore the dignity in geriatric care. I want the Faith House to set the example to be uh, the prototype because the homes that are out now, the homes are here and it has become this conveyor belt. You know, we, we lose nurses, we get nurses, we lose CNAs, we get CNAs. And your family member is just a head in the bed. Your family member is a number. It's an invoice. I want for the Faith House to uh, set the new standard, the new benchmark in our community that this is what geriatric care looks like. This is how people spend their last days. They're happy, they're smiling, they're comfortable. This is what it should look like. And, And we have to get back to that. And so I think starting small with a home in the community is so much easier than me going to get a you know, 150 bed facility and saying, okay, let's try to, you know, bite this big bite off the cookie. No, I think starting small gives us the advantage and the opportunity. And we're able to show these larger homes that this is how it's done. This is how you care for our geriatric community. Well, you are doing amazing um, work, um, incredible. When, when, when people say they're doing God's work, like you are doing God's work. And even, you know, this the, to have a business that, you know, drives your passion, services the community, um, saves lives, informs families. I mean, it's just, um, I'm hoping that people listening will connect with you, that you will get the funding that you need, and that you are able to replicate this model in different places, um, not even just in this country, um, in other countries. Um, so, um, please let people know where they can find you, your website and and your social media handles. Thank you so much, Sonia. I would love for, um, those who are listening to, to follow us on TikTok and I push TikTok because that's where the education is. And Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if you have a question that it's on TikTok. So please follow us on TikTok. Elderly Care Concepts is the handle for TikTok. Our uh, webpage, our website, www.elderlycareconcepts.com. Elderlycareconcepts.com is our website. And again, on TikTok, Elderly Care Concepts as well. Okay. Well, Tawanda, um, we look forward to having you back because I know that this is going to grow and I know this is going to be a much bigger enterprise than it is currently um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing um, your information and 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 the importance of, of the work you do. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for the platform to be able to just shed some light on what we're doing and to let the community know that we're here and, and we, we want this to blossom. So I thank you for the opportunity. Okay. And to those of you listening, make sure you check out Elderly Care Concepts, the TikTok and their website. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening, taking time out to listen. And we look forward to connecting with you next week. Take care. The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Lee. Associate Producer, Ariel Mancibo. Executive Producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And on social at business underscore first underscore podcast on IG. The Business First Podcast is a mean old line media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah. 
That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.